If you know me, you know I love high-quality clothes and occasionally a luxury item here or there, but I hate spending luxury prices, so I rarely buy anything really nice for myself. That was until I discovered Quince. They have so much good stuff for you guys. Quince offers a range of high-quality items at prices within reach. They have 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters from $50, washable silk tops and dresses, organic cotton sweaters, and 14-karat gold jewelry. The best part is that everything is priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Love that. It's also really important to me that the clothes I wear are created in a safe environment. And Quince only works with factories that use ethical and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. So obviously, I really love that. I bought a Mongolian cashmere sweater from Quince and no joke, I have worn it once a week, all fall and winter long. It's so soft, premium quality, and looks like I spent a fortune on it, but it was only 50 bucks. I've told all of my friends about Quint. I also love their men's line and have gotten some nice activewear and performance tees for Andrew that he loves. Give yourself the luxury you deserve with Quince. Go to quince.com slash eastham for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Eastfam to get free shipping and a 365-day returns. Quince.com slash Eastfam. I would say before we start unpacking everything, yeah, I'm in favor too. Oh my gosh. You know this. No, I didn't. Yeah, oh my gosh, you know this. This is great news. Oh my gosh. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Couple Things. With Sean and Andrew. A podcast all about couples. And the things they go through. Today, we are talking about a much requested topic, uh, which is a third baby. A third baby. A third baby. We have this conversation often between Sean and I, and would like to talk about it with you as well. Why not? So, you know, we've loved sharing all of our... Pregnancy, birth, postpartum journey with you. Yes. And this is part of that journey. So I'm it pretty sure excited. Is. You are. Yeah. We haven't really had like a full conversation about this until right now. We're so. doing it live. Well, oh boy. Before we get started, please subscribe to the show on whatever platform you're listening on and know that we do do video and audio versions of yeah. this show. If you want to see the train wreck, go over to YouTube. That's right. Let's do this thing. Listen, so from the get-go, we always try to keep things transparent. That's our yeah. number one rule in the relationship, to share how we're really feeling. And so we feel like by doing so, it just helps lead to progress. So hopefully this is helpful in sharing how we discuss these topics, because a lot of times Sean and I will have different perspectives. And so how can we do that respectfully, have these kind of differing opinion conversations respectfully? Anyway, I need to make this very, very, very clear before we have this conversation so that none of y'all go post something crazy on Twitter. Uh, I am not pregnant and we are not trying to get pregnant at the moment. When was the last time you checked Twitter? You're never on Twitter. I'm never on Why Twitter. Why was that your go-to social media Elon's reference? about to buy Twitter. <laughs> he did buy it. No way. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's what you get for not checking Twitter. Did did he change it? <laughs> not yet. Is the edit button there? Not yet. You're hilarious. Okay, babe. Third baby. What are your thoughts? So first of all, <laughs> let me just start with saying 
I'm in favor. I know. Would love it. I, I love know. babies. Never thought that I would like babies this much, but <laughs> my gosh, it's my favorite. I adore babies. I adore our children. I love the whole, I love being able to be a parent. So I would say before we start unpacking everything, yeah, I'm in favor too. Oh my gosh. You know this. No, I didn't. Yeah, oh my gosh, you know this. Well, you go back and forth because it's more taxing on you, to be honest, than it is on me. So this is probably going to be more of an episode of me just giving you the honest opinion of myself and pregnancy and babies. But let me start with a laundry list of reasons why I am on the fence and I'm 50-50. Okay. So after we had Drew, or let's back it up even further. When we had our miscarriage, I knew... While it was happening, while I was pregnant, while we were losing that baby, um, that I wanted to try again. Like I knew I wanted <clears throat> to try to get pregnant okay. and to have a baby if we could. Um, we then got pregnant with Drew, and we had a little, a couple of scares throughout that pregnancy and through that delivery. Um, but Drew came to us, and she's amazing. And I knew the second we had Drew, I was like, "We're gonna go again." I know this. And then we got pregnant with Jet. And it was a great pregnancy, great birth. He's the best in the entire world. But after Jet, for some reason, I just had this feeling of was like, I don't know. I don't have that same feeling of like, I know we're going to try again. It is tough. I feel like in some ways we lucked out by having a boy and a girl, right? Yeah. So there's part of us. Which we would have been perfectly 100%. just as happy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, st- yeah, yeah. but still the question of, oh, what would it be like to have a boy yeah. or a girl if we only had one of each Yeah. is answered. Like now we have that iteration of a child in that version. Yeah. So that's one thing where we, we already have a boy and a girl. The yes. other thing is just the terrifying process yeah the whole thing is that's i think not to cut you off but i think that's what scares me the most is i have such incredible faith in the miracle of life and we're so strong in our faith and i learned how to get through the miscarriage i learned how to heal through that but we've been so incredibly blessed with two babies it's like finding that faith to be even stronger and go through that process again. I'm terrified of having another miscarriage. I'm terrified of complications in pregnancy. I'm terrified of the complications in delivery. And even though I got through that with both Drew and Jet and everything turned out okay, like it, that really scares me. That it, really scares me. So just to unpack that a little more, you have the unknown of are we able to get pregnant yes the unknown of how long it will take to get pregnant yes the unknown of how healthy the pregnancy will be the unknown of how healthy the baby will be Mm -hmm. then the unknown of parenting and who the child is is just like there's so much there so there's so much that could go wrong yeah but my perspective has changed recently where it's like, oh, it's all part of the story. It's like it now to me, having been a father twice over now, mm-hmm. 
it's like things are going to go wrong. Mm-hmm. And it's just how, what do you learn from that? How do you have that change your perspective and decisions moving forward? And how do you move forward from it? So it's like, the, cause there's always going to be something that goes wrong. Yeah. So it's not, it's just like a useless exercise trying to mitigate all those. I also <clears throat> think too, to a certain extent, again, being strong in our faith has really helped us. But in the past three years that we have gotten pregnant and had two babies, um, we have been surrounded by so many friends who have also gotten pregnant and had babies. Um, a lot of friends of which have lost or had a lot of like many, many miscarriages. Mm-hmm. We've had a really close friend of ours actually lose their baby two weeks after birth. We've had a close friend of ours give birth to twins at 24 weeks and live in the NICU for four months. So I think, I think my, my mom heart has been so strained for our friends and just seeing what that has done to their families and their lifestyle. It's, it's again, it's just that like you see how many things can go wrong. You also see how many beautiful things can go right, but it's just scary. Well, and that's the more important thing to focus on. The lesson, the takeaway yes. from this section of talking is like, if you're strictly making decisions based off of what could possibly <laughs> go wrong or how the sto- how it ends in the final scene, it's like, you're not going to, nothing good comes of that. It's, yeah. There's a Mitch Hedberg who's a comedian skit where he talks about, he's like, you can't, not drink wine because you might have a hangover like <laughs> that, that defeats the purpose it's like uh, there is and then there's another saying that talks about how beauty is a result mm-hmm. of imperfections and of things having a finite end yeah so embracing the unknown is actually a in my opinion Ugh. a way more interesting way to live life oh i agree and it's a it's it's terrifying it's terrifying and it's also (laughs) the greatest way to strengthen your faith even more i'm well aware i distinctly remember driving two hours from here to flip fest gymnastics camp um when i was pregnant with drew and i don't even i don't think i told you this i i bawled like uncontrollably couldn't breathe like a baby for about 75% 75% of that drive because what? I had, we had just left um, one Drew's ultrasound, her 20 week ultrasound. And we had some like markers and some scares and uh, some like super unknown things that could lead to so many unknown things. And I remember just like crying and praying to God and like talking to her. And I was like, you hang on, like you hang on for dear life. You are, you're gonna make it here. And I just like the idea of losing her. Oh my gosh. It's just, but you know, whenever I look at pictures of our kids from the past year, I'm amazed at how fast they're growing up. Oh my gosh. Me too. And we've been doing a deep dive into old photos lately. Sometimes the thought hits me hard that I'm getting older too. And this has led me to think a lot about the legacy I want to leave behind, what kind of parent I want to be and things like our family's financial security. We've been talking a lot about this recently and are excited to share that Fabric by Gerber Life makes it simple 
to get the protection that's right for your family. Life insurance doesn't have to be some big confusing topic. Fabric by Gerber Life was designed by parents for parents to help you get a high quality, surprisingly affordable term life insurance policy in less than 10 minutes. 10 minutes is crazy fast. Plus, it's all online and on your schedule. No appointments, scheduling, or piles of paperwork. Just apply when it's convenient for you. This is the first company I've heard of where you can go from start to covered in less than 10 minutes with no health exam required, and they have a 30-day money-back guarantee. Join the thousands of parents who trust Fabric to protect their family. Apply in just minutes at meetfabric.com slash eastfam. That's meetfabric.com slash eastfam. M-E-E-T fabric.com slash eastfam. Policies issued by Western Southern Life Assurance Company, not available in certain states. Prices subject to underwriting and health questions. We'll also link it down below, and let's get back to it. Would you sacrifice that moment of deep emotions for not for nothing at all? <laughs> uh, would you trade? Would you rather have no emotions or that deep sadness that you felt? Full transparency. <laughs> Okay. Full transparency. I my guarded self would say like I I don't want to go through that. I I don't yeah. want to. I love our babies so much, and we've been given such an incredible gift with both of them that I know my heart, and so my guarded self would be like, I don't know how much more I can handle because I know I my heart is so overflowing with the two of them right now. I hear you. We are going to on this note do a full episode on addressing why other people choose not to have kids. Yeah. But those were a few things that came to our mind in this discussion of is a third baby yeah. something that we're interested in pursuing. But the next question is yeah. what's the timeline? Cause we have currently drew who's two and a half. Yeah. Jet, Jet who's nine months, ten, 10 months. Yeah. Almost They're 10 months. 21 months apart. And Which is, it's a tight window. That's I was about to say. I'm scared what you're if you're about to say that's no. a perfect window. I'd be like, no. no. Um I thought it was perfect for our first two kids. I really did. Yes. I, I I was ready when we got pregnant for well, I guess TMI. So we had just pulled the goalie, basically, with Drew and got pregnant on our first try, which we thought it was gonna take us a couple years, the same um time frame it took Drew, but it did not. Um, we got very lucky and got pregnant very fast. So it was a, definitely a closer, tighter window than we expected, but it's been great. We're just stuck in the baby phase, which we love. Um, but I think if we were to start trying for a third, I would want some more time for many reasons. Uh, one of which is I feel like it's so easy to, to lose time with our kids right now because it's so chaotic. Mm that if we got pregnant again and were consumed by another baby, we'd lose out on some special moments with Drew and Jet. Also, let me just say this, because there's no right answer to <laughs> any of this. None. It's literally just a preference to style. So, because the rebuttal to what you just I said know. is the kids will be closer. I they'll know. be in activities. They'll be in school together. So, yes, I agree with you. And that's that's one of my biggest concerns with any life change, especially a baby is like, it's disruptive yeah. and it affects our marriage. Yeah. Like that's a babies are tough on marriages. That's a huge thing for another one is we have a very, very strong marriage, but 
our marriage has definitely been tested <sighs> and not in like a, I don't mean that in a dramatic sense, like, Oh, it was going to end. It's just hard. It's just, it gets very <laughs> tested after each baby and we work full time and we work full time together and we parent full time together. And I didn't have like super easy postpartum phases. I was definitely hormones were all over the place and I struggled mentally. Um, so it really tested us. And I think another reason why a third kid is such a huge conversation is you also don't give me small babies. My pregnancies aren't easy. And I will say easy or not, it doesn't matter. It's the greatest blessing and I don't take that for granted. So I'm not complaining about pregnancy, but it definitely takes a toll on, on my body because both babies have been basically 10 pounds and that's made the births really complicated, um, both I, of which have ended in emergency C-sections. Can I just say, it's amazing how rocking your body is after. <laughs> Thank you. Rocking bod. Dude. Just shout out to Sean's bod. Thank you. I, <laughs> it's amazing. I, Sean was walking around naked last night. I was like, oh my gosh. Third baby. Here we go. <laughs> I will say, though, like... Uh, Take the superficial side out of it and material side out of it, vanity side out of it, getting back to your post or your pre-pregnancy body, whatever. None of that really matters to me. What matters to me is like feeling strong. And I am so hyper aware of my body just from being in professional athletics for so long that after Drew, by around the one year mark, I felt like my body was was back. Like I felt strong. I felt healthy. But after jets, my body has just not, for lack of a better word, bounced back like it did with Drew. And I just don't feel that strength. My My core, my body does feel compromised a lot more this time. My back hurts so bad from jets pregnancy. My core is definitely not where it's... It, should be um and i don't mean should be prior to having kids but just re rehabilitation wise and so for me i would definitely need more time i want to make sure longevity wise my body can last as long as possible for our children so i need to make sure it's in a good place before another pregnancy i hear you important caveat yeah to you having a rock and body <laughs> is it's not that you have like a perfect body, like there are stretch marks. There has been, you have a C-section scar. Where do scar. I have stretch marks? You have a C-section scar. It's more the fact that you're confident and purposeful with yeah. that. And that's what's most attractive. I do. I, I have had a lot of people um, talk about C-section scars and they're like, oh, mine is so visible or whatever. I love it. I love my body. I love it's so wild what a, your body goes through in pregnancy to see, to look back at pictures and see my stomach was so large with a 10 pound baby with jet. And to now see like the stretch marks and the scars and like everything. It's, it's so fascinating and so cool. But it does take a toll. Okay. It's, yeah. So back to the timeline, which, <laughs> which resonates more with you and which would you rather if the timeline was up to us? Us waiting until Jet's six and Drew's eight to have another baby? Okay. Or wait until Jet's three and Drew's five. Wait until Jet's two? Yeah. Oh, wow. We're Hundo way more. Hundo percento, babe. 
Really? Yeah. These babies are popping out if they're happening. Okay, this is good to know. <laughs> oh my god, you just got so excited. <laughs> I I'm the same as you. I am an only child and being able to watch your family so closely over the years be so close knit as siblings. I've never experienced that. But to see you guys are going through the same phases of life at the mm -hmm. same time and you guys relate so well and you guys are each other's best friends. And I think that's so beautiful to have at this age in life because I don't have that. And I definitely would want our kids to, to have that as well and to be as close together as they could be. So you think maybe wait another like 14 months and then we'll start trying. Yes. This is great news. Oh my Let's go. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> okay, mamas, ladies. After having three babies, I never thought I would wear an underwire bra again until I found Skims. So right before I had Bear, Skims sent me a couple of maternity bras. And I was like, you know what? I'm not going to wear maternity bras. They're so uncomfortable. They're not for me. I tried them on. They are the most supportive, most amazing, only maternity bra I have worn this entire pregnancy. On top of that, the material is so soft and the straps are adjustable for maximum comfort. And it fits every woman out there. They have a million sizes to choose from. My favorite Skims bra ever is the, quote, fits everybody t-shirt bra. And it's literally the best t-shirt bra I have ever worn. It's seamless, flawless, perfect. You're going to love it. If you're a fan of no underwire, the products I would highly recommend are the wireless form t-shirt bra and the no-show unlined demi bra. I like the color sand because you can't see it through white t-shirts, which is the color I usually go with, but they have a color for everybody. Whether you're pregnant, postpartum, nursing, or none of the above, and you just want a good bra, go to Skims. They've got one for everyone. Shop Skims bras at skims.com. Now available in 62 sizes, 30A all the way to 46H. Plus get free shipping on orders over $75, if you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select podcast in the survey and select couple things in the drop down menu that follows. Skims.com. Today's episode is brought to you by Athletic Greens. You've seen them on the tour. You've seen them on the show. Athletic Greens is our favorite daily habit that we have. I literally just had my smoothie. Let me smell on your breath. No, gross. I love it so much. I do oat milk, athletic greens, vanilla protein powder, and banana. And it's the best smoothie ever. And it gives you like everything you could possibly need in a day. I do water and athletic greens. And it's my favorite little... 30 second habit that I do. And with just one scoop of athletic greens, you get over 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, and whole foods source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. I have told so many friends of mine and my mom even, if you were to take one supplement a day that would help fill all of your nutritional gaps, this is it. Athletic greens is the way to go. AG1 helps your immune system, your gut health, your nervous system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging. It helps all the things. Things. And to help make it easier for you to try AG1, we're going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs of Athletic Greens with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com forward slash eastfam. Again, that's athleticgreens.com forward slash eastfam to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. We'll also link it down below. Let's get back to it. Well, one thing that's not on here is a 
adoption. Yeah. Which we have not fully fleshed that out. We haven't. I'm for it. Me too. Apparently the process from what I've learned from friends Takes is a very wild. Long time. Which is they don't make it easy. It's that's good for the protection of children, but that's also bad because there are so many babies and there are so many incredible parents out there who are wanting to connect with those babies and save them. So you would you would wish it was an easier process to align those two people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I I get that. Um adoption, absolutely. I I think we are just some of those people who want to be parents and that's zero judgment to people who don't. Like if you don't believe you were given that to be a parent, I don't yeah. I totally support you there. Yeah, we always say there's lots of ways to live a fulfilling life. Yeah. And being a parent is just one of those ways. That's just the path we were put on. And I think our hearts are the the parenting kind. And I would definitely adopt a baby. I think I would. I think I would. My heart would go towards adopting a baby. Yeah. We should look into that. Yeah. More. Um, I didn't know you felt that way. Yeah. Adoption is not something that's familiar with my, within my family. Yeah. There's not been a lot of it within like my siblings have, Mm -mm. none of them have done. So it's like an alien concept to me Mm -hmm. that I don't know a lot about, but I would love to find out more. Um, Does any part of you hesitate to, to have another child because of the disruption to your schedule and like how you're allotting your time? Um, I would say that question would have been relevant zero to one. But going from one to two kids, I'm fully, fully in there. So, yes, I think going, having that transition of a, of a baby definitely disrupts a lot of things in life. Um, but schedule, I'm not worried about because we're already in the thick of that. I don't think three kids versus two versus four is any more disruptive than it already is. <laughs> there is you kind of learn how to hold on looser and looser yeah to kids like definitely we parent jet differently than we did so Drew, much different where it's like he's gonna be fine kind of like we're very hands-on but drew is like we're you're just concerned yeah and you're it's so much different <laughs> and i thought there was no way i i absolutely panicked when we were close to having jet because i held on so tight with drew with every single thing and with Jet, I was like, how can I possibly do that with him when I'm doing that with her at the same time? And it's just funny how your heart just grows and you just find, like, you figure it out. But with him, there were so many things where I was like, he's going to be fine. And with Drew, I would have been like, oh, my God. <laughs> does, does the pregnancy process of, like, nausea, et cetera, spook you from having another kid. So like you, you talked about the body changes, which we have a a close friend who doesn't want to get pregnant again because Mm -hmm. it's very important to her to like have this image of her body maintained. Yep. But then there's other friends who like the, the morning sickness Mm -hmm. and those kind of effects spook them. No, the nausea, the symptoms, the side effects, all of that that comes with pregnancy. I'm not spooked by like, in, in full transparency here, and bear with me, give me a little grace as I say this. Um, 
there are women out there who love being pregnant. Like they just love the process. They love the feeling. And I'm not one of them. I think it's the greatest blessing. And I love every second of it because it's that miracle that I had been gifted with and blessed with of like being pregnant and being able to carry a pregnancy. So like, I love it for the purpose, but I much more enjoy having our baby. And I think that's probably just the athlete side of me, my body. To answer your question, I'm not spooked by the symptoms, but I'm spooked by the exhaustion and the the um, being that physically limited while having two very young babies scares me. Because mm. the amount of energy it takes to uh, just keep up with our kids today and like to play and to have fun and to be a really good hands-on mom is very hard when you're pregnant. Let me challenge you though. You can be a good mom and be pregnant and not like being hands-on and like right there for their every need does not equate to being a good mom yes i don't mean i don't necessarily i agree i agree that definition it's more so the exhaustion that scares me because the more tired you get the more impatient the more snippy the more just not excited you are about partaking into into activities Mm. so finding that energy while being pregnant a third time on top of full-time job and everything that is what spooks me what about the other things that go with pregnancy, like no wine, no sushi? Oh, that's, that's fine. A, are you that would, it's it becomes com- a big thing? It becomes a big thing, <laughs> except for I will say, so very first pregnancy, it was the biggest thing. I was like, oh, I just missed my deli sandwiches, whatever. <laughs> yeah, the deli Second sandwiches. pregnancy, <laughs> I was like fifty percent less. Uh, a next pregnancy, I honestly don't think I would really care because. You learn through parenting. Like, I I just don't care. Like, last night, what did, I, what did I eat for dinner last night? I think I had, like, a half a cup of rice that was left over from yeah, Drew's. Yeah, what the frick was that, by the way? I don't know, but it's one of those things. As Maybe a parent, not. you, like, don't care. Like, I, I'll take what I can get. And so, like, preferences of food and drink anymore, I'm like, ah, that's fine. I don't care. Whatever. I don't know if getting rid of coffee doesn't sound great, but. I will say you do a great job, Sean, at uh, embracing the idea that pregnancy is a phase. It's uncomfortable. It sucks sometimes. But with the end result in mind, where it's like, hey, I get to hold a baby after this. I just got anxious. (laughs) My whole body just got anxious. Really? Oh, yeah. It's so crazy. I cannot empathize with pregnancy uh, at all. And I want to. Like, I, I literally feel anxiety <laughs> right now. I want to know how bad and uncomfortable it is. I was I was so uncomfortable with chat, you guys. I had severe sciatica from, like, within the first trimester. It was insane. I went to a chiropractor every week, multiple times. Massages. Like, I, I tried everything. That sounds so bougie. Um, I tried everything to relieve and to like keep me comfortable. Wow. He was so uncomfortable. He was so uncomfortable. What about the sleep portion of Oh pregnancy? gosh, we don't sleep anymore anyways. I don't care. I don't care. 
Isn't that wild? We used to value our sleep. We did a whole episode on on this podcast we about did. sleep. We did. And now it's like, it's not the most important thing in life. It's not. It's nice for sure. <laughs> Sometimes it's nice. I <laughs> think you just came to that realization like maybe a month ago, two months ago. Because at one point, Andrew was so obsessed with his sleep. He was like, F it. We're not going to spend any time together anymore. I'm going to bed the second the babies go to sleep. Now it's kind of like, okay, we're just embracing it. Yeah. But you do a great job understanding it's a phase. Yeah. And having this this general understanding that like great joy happens yeah hand in hand with like great pain yeah and drew sacrifice holcomb, yeah 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 drew holcomb said that it's like can't they go hand in hand yeah those two so you do a great job another thing that sounds silly but that i'm worried about with like a third is like we're we're great with man on man it's like you take drew i take jet or vice versa or traveling it's that right now is like, I don't want to say easy, but manageable. It baffles me the idea of a third. No, but Drew's kind of, she's self-sufficient. Now. I know, but think about traveling with three car seats, like flying with three car seats. No, we don't need three car seats. No, dude, you're, you're not thinking about it right. We would have two years until we have this kid. Yeah, Drew will be in a car. That you have to put a kid in a freaking car seat. Drew so they're is like running six around or seven everywhere now. right now. Yeah, she is. All right. On the concept of a third child. Yeah. We have one girl, one boy. Don't care. I'm a little... No, no, no. But it is interesting to think about the dynamic of like um, two girls yeah. and one boy. Yeah. Or two boys and one girl. I, how does that change the dynamic? That does scare me. But like I think... Like one it, of them's going to feel left out. Possibly. But it also is the same fear I felt in Drew being a big sister. Like I was terrified that she would feel not as loved or she would feel left out. And yeah, we, we, she definitely has like jealousy phases where she wants more mom time or whatever, but we love them equally and they play together and love each other. So it would be the same. So, you know, people are into, uh, <coughs> like the Enneagram. Yeah. Some people are really big into birth order. Oh no. Have you thought about that at all? Like, no. like, hey, I'm a middle child, so that gives me XYZ. No. Uh I'm an only child, so I don't understand any of that. Maybe that's a very only child thing to say of you. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> okay. I don't think birth order I think to a certain extent okay, let me humor this. Yes, I do think birth order matters. I think Drew feels very differently than Jet does right now. I think their tech quote unquote upbringings their first year of life are wildly different. So Whose yeah. style did you like better? I don't think I can choose because I think each style was perfect for the phase of life we were in. Because Drew is our only child, I think it was perfect. We. Yeah, I agree. I agree with yeah. you. Yeah. But it is funny to see like how how else would we grow and evolve and change in our parenting style? With a third. It's interesting to think about. Um, I feel like one of the nicest things with going from one to two as opposed to zero to one kids was the, you feel overwhelmed going from zero to one. Cause you're like, what, what things do I need? Mm -hmm. What is my routine? It's all new. Like the schedule changes, the uh, communication changes, the 
the stuff you have to buy. We already had all that oh, yeah. for Jet. And so it was like, all right, we're going to do a nursery. We already have this, that, and the other. We're ordering this. We didn't use this for Drew, so we're yeah. not going to order that. And so the, from that, from the material, yeah. like. Uh, the equipment side of it, we're good. Yeah, we're good. And that was the hardest part about baby number one is you just don't know anything. Nothing. You don't know what they need. You don't know how to handle a baby. You don't know the milestones. You don't know. Like everything is is a learning. Like thing and goodness there are so many different styles out there yes. that there's a million different products to fit each style yeah so so i think with drew <laughs> the best part about the first is like we learned our style and we learned what we needed and we learned how to do the things so with jet or any babies to come we know that at least so i'm gonna throw something out there you react to Lord. it jet as an older brother it's adorable it's adorable. Can you imagine that little guy? Actually, his hands, we should post a picture of this, are probably yeah. <laughs> as wide as three of my fingers, which makes them very wide. He's massive. He's massive. Yeah. He would just, I feel like he'd be a bully in like a Chet? in like a good way. <laughs> like accidentally, like a gentle. No, he's going to be like baby <laughs> Huey. He's just like accidentally going to throw someone to the ground. Sean, I got a question for you. Okay. What is it? On a scale from chug to sip, <laughs> how would you rate your hydration style? Um, Interesting question. I would say I'm a sip girl. I sip on my coffee for literally hours and sip on water throughout the day. What about you? I would say I'm a chug type of guy, yeah. no doubt. But whether you hydrate to live or live to hydrate, liquid IV quenches your thirst faster than water alone. I actually really love liquid IV, especially since nursing bear. I feel like I'm always thirsty. I like that it's sugar-free and it's fun to sip on throughout the day. The flavors are really good, and I've loved having a flavored drink rather than just water in my cup. My favorite flavor is the lemon-lime, and Sean loves strawberry and tropical punch. It's crazy to me that one stick in 16 ounces of water has three times the electrolytes of leading sports drinks and eight vitamins and nutrients for everyday wellness. Yes, sir. That's why they say it hydrates better than water alone. However you hydrate, grab your liquid IV hydration multiplier, sugar-free, in bulk, nationwide, at Costco, or get 20% off your first order when you go to liquidiv.com and use code EASTFAM at checkout. That's 20% off your first order when you shop Better Hydration today using promo code EASTFAM at liquidiv.com. Today's episode is brought to you by Modern Fertility. Babe, did you see that Modern Fertility was rated Fastco's number one company in healthcare? It makes sense. It's the only comprehensive fertility hormone test you could literally take in your jammies. Modern Fertility was founded to give people who are planning to have kids the ability to plan ahead better. So how it works is Modern Fertility sends you a kit, you collect your sample using their step-by-step instructions, and then you get on and you receive a fertility profile. Your reports explain how your hormones relate to ovarian reserve, egg freezing and IVF, menopause, and more. And you get more than just the information. You get access to an awesome online community as well as support that's there for you whenever you need it. Traditional testing with your doctor can cost over $1,000, but Modern Fertility gets you the same info at $159, a fraction of the price. And if you go to modernfertility.com slash eastfam, you can get $20 off your test. Also, if you have an HSA or FSA, you can put those dollars toward Modern Fertility, which is huge. Right now, Modern Fertility is offering our listeners $20 off 
their test when you go to modernfertility.com slash eastfam. That means your test will cost $139 instead of the hundreds or thousands it could cost at a doctor's office. Modern Fertility is a reproductive health company making personalized fertility information and support more accessible. Again, get $20 off your fertility test when you go to modernfertility.com slash eastfam. That's modernfertility.com slash E-I-S-T-F-A-M. We'll link it down below. How has our, from a marriage standpoint, routine changed from zero to one and one to two? What have we done differently? I think after Drew, we worked really, really hard to make sure our relationship didn't change from zero to one, if that makes sense. And I think from one to two, we've more so accepted that our relationship is different and our time with each other is different. Our roles with each other is different. And so I think two, two might be a harder transition for us because we're, we are transitioning in our life, which is hard. Meaning like, hey, we're co-parenting now. Yeah. And not just like trying to hold on to us as... Yeah, still don't like marriage. With Drew, it was almost like we were we were still the same. We still lived the same relationship that we did before Drew. It's just we took her everywhere with us, or we had a babysitter. With with two kids, it's hard because there's no break. There's no real time for each other as much. So we actively have to work for it, and it's just like this acceptance of we have to work even harder for our connection. I. Uh I try to communicate this. The best way I know how is like, it's different being married to a mom. (laughs) Yes. Like you go from being married to your wife to being married to a mom. And at first it was like, that was a little difficult for me because it was like, Hey, Sean went from being (laughs) this easy laid laid back, like pretty chill to now she's, no, we have to be here. Then like, boom, boom, boom. And that changed how we communicated and that was aggravating at first. Mm-hmm. But now it's like viewing life more as an experiment of, hey, oh, this is an interesting thing I learned about Sean. And mm-hmm. having two kids taught me something different about you than having only one kid. Mm-hmm. Did. So it's like this discovery process, which can be scary. It can be exhausting because at some point you're like, gosh, can we just stop learning about each other sometimes yeah. and like just settle yeah. in and I also be think normal. Two, two kids has almost made us have to embrace our roles more than ever because before a second, <clears throat> I would say still after one, we were still able to kind of like mix everything together. If we didn't get something done, it was like, it would be like, Oh babe, can you take this on? Can I take this on? Whatever. Now there's just so much demand for time that I feel like we we lead two very different lives um, simultaneous, simultaneously, but like respect it more. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like I'm, I just know I'm like, oh, I it's my job that like my duties to like make sure there's groceries, make sure the kids are like packed for the day. You start work earlier today. Like we just have like different lives going on now that we, and we didn't before because we lived everything together. Which is why people say when the kids grow up and you become empty nesters, you kind of sit there and think, yeah. oh, I don't know who this person is. Yeah. 
But I think there's this nuance of understanding. There's just a lot of logistics that go into it. You're going to be taking her to school. I'm going to be running the, whatever, doing yeah. the different things. Being aware of that and then trying to figure out connection through that. Yeah. Right. It's not like trying to avoid the logistics or like not have your kids do soccer practice or go to school because you're trying to force this connection. It's like more embracing the current situation and figuring out how you can make connection work through that as a married couple. You think with five kids we get a, or sorry, three kids we Whoa. get. <laughs> I am the middle of five and that was chaos. I think that's but a no for me. I will say, I think there's something about being a, more well-rounded person when you have more siblings yeah because the, there's just more of this chaos so you're like more laid back generally but uh i the thought of having kids who aren't best friends with each other terrifies me yes, like if I there agree. was ever beef between them i would feel terrible yeah i that scares me too but you think with three kids we get a minivan no okay I feel like a tahoe we are trying to we are trying to find a new family car that's great for kids. So if you have any recommendations, let us know. I will say, wrapping this all up, that for the most part, all of our friends who have three kids or more have said the transition from two to three was the hardest. Really? So that scares me too. <laughs> but people always also say zero to one was hard and zero to two. It's like just people have different perspectives. I will say... Two to three. Most people are like, oof, that one was rough. But so far, having two kids, we've enjoyed more than just having one. Yes. So when does that logic end? <laughs> we'll enjoy when having When mama's three kids. done being pregnant. <laughs> I would say, to summarize, it's not off the table. But I truly think if I get pregnant again, if we have another kid, I feel like in my heart, I've got room for one more. But I don't think I'm going, I don't think I'm going to go past that. Wait, at the beginning of this episode, you're all in. And then you're saying, I didn't say it's that. not off the table. Where are we here? I, I'm exactly <laughs> where I was when I started. 50-50. We talked through all these details. She's like, oh yeah, you're right. We got to think about that. Hypothetically speaking, I'm yes. I'm kidding. I'm good. Start in two years or start in 14 months, everything. But that's if we decide like it's a go. I just don't know. To be honest with you, we're very much a team in this. Yes. So I'm kidding when I say I want five kids. That's not oh, like know, me baby. forcing that on you. I know. It's like I love kids. So do I. I also realize that you have to make certain sacrifices <laughs> that I never will to have kids. So yeah. if you're like, no, I'm done, then I'm okay with that. Yeah. So just know that I'm your supportive teammate through this, Thanks, not baby. your dictator. Thank you. Vice versa. And I do enjoy parenting with you. Thank you. Sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I enjoy parenting with you too. <laughs> anyway, uh, I think we addressed a lot of the issues here. Again, we're going to be doing another episode on why people don't have kids mm -hmm. and reacting to the different logic they give. And that, all of that is coming from you guys too. So we've asked for your, your thoughts, um, your stories, and we would love to share them and talk to them. Um, on having no kids and ha not having more kids. Yeah. But then also, I think it's maybe worth a YouTube video. You talking about um, like your postpartum routine and like your approach to body, your image. No, not like you getting back to 
your pre-baby body because that's not even your approach. It's more like I think unpacking your perspective would be great. So be on the lookout for that too. But thank you for listening. Um, My dad did say that my voice is at the exact, he's hard of hearing, is at like the exact tone that is very difficult for him to hear. Oh, that's good. (laughs) So he was like, can you put closed captions on everything? Oh, Oh, dad. I know. And I also was freaking just, I got a little emotional because he listens to all our stuff, which means a lot. He spends every waking second of his life supporting following and loving his children his which kids. is incredible i know i do give him i call him a goof and i call him anyway i'm so thankful for my dad um so two things we're gonna do a better job at trying to add closed captions it'd be hard to do on everything but also i'm gonna work on my radio voice are you gonna go higher or lower i think it's got to be a little bit of both oh you don't like that <laughs> but i get in this mode like you when do? i soft talk like if you bump into me at a party and we get in a conversation. I very much talk in like this. I'm like, wow, I get close. I'm a yeah, close talker. It drives me insane. <laughs> Come on. Anyway, I don't know why I said that, but uh, thank you for listening. I'm Andrew. I'm Sean. We are the East Fam. Out. <laughs>